This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, What are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. I'm so glad you've joined me for another drink at the bar. Today, I'm mixing up the cocktails with good friend and fellow professional development junkie, Stacey Morgan. And this episode is brought to you by our joint venture, Simply Studio Success. Now in its second year, we invite you to spend the morning with us as we deliver training to dance studio teams around Australia. You can join us live on Friday the 21st of January or access the recordings at any time after that date. Find out more at simplystacymorgan.com.au. Welcome, Miss Stacey. Always nice to have a chat with you, my friend. Hi, Miss Jane. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, anytime. You are welcome at my bar. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> What's your drink of choice? Oh, well, you know I love New York, right? So a cosmopolitan. Mm. Oh, cosmopolitan at the bar. Very nice. I like when that. When are we going to have cosmopolitans together? Jane? <laughs> when are we going That's... to have cosmopolitans yeah. together? I feel like that would be. I feel like that sounds like a good idea, but probably isn't. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So, focus. We're talking today about, or I'd like to frame this as, you know, one of the things that has really pushed our studios to uh, great success. You know, what's kind of like behind us and our studios because obviously you run Port Macquarie Performing Arts, I run Dance Arts in Adelaide, but it's not really just us. You know, we're the face, aren't we? Uh, (laughs) Sometimes a a good-looking face, other times not so much. Um, I wouldn't say that. You're fabulous uh, all the time, Miss Jane. But the thing is, that's that's the thing, right? We're the face, but actually... It's like we're the duck on the top of the water and then there's a whole team of people yeah. kicking their legs furiously under the water that keeps us moving forward. And exactly. I know that you you know feel the same way about your team as I do about mine, but they are just the best. Yes. They're just, they're just incredible and not, none of it happens without them. No, exactly. And so we, we're very reliant on our teams. You know, our teams are, are the ones in there day-to-day doing the work. Um, sure, we're the leader and, and that's got, you know, we've got a role there as well, but they're the ones that are 
uh, in their day-to-day, in the studios, in the office, on the phone, on the email. Um, And so we're talking about what we do for our teams because we're both big believers in professional development, obviously as individuals. But for me, um, I really do believe the time that I spend investing in my team, the time and money, sorry, I spend investing in my team is what really has propped my business up. It's really like if I had one thing to tell dance studio owners who have teams is spend the time and money there. And the thing is, when you're first starting out, you you don't really have the resources to be able to, well, you don't think you have the resources to be able to jump straight in and do a lot of PD with your team. And that I think that's how I started my studio. I was a big professional development junkie. So I would enroll in this course and this online thing and go to this one day session of this. And, you know, someone would come to town and I'd be the first person through the door. And then I would have to rely on myself going back to the team and saying, we should do this and we should do that. And then we should do this. And it just in those early days, it just completely overwhelmed my team with all of these bright ideas that like they would see me coming and they would be running in the opposite direction. What bright idea has she just gone and learned yeah. about that she's going to try and make us do now? Yeah. And so I really had a shift in, you know, after that kind of, you know, learning period, um, that, that moment of learning um, where I thought, you know, all of this investment, it's great to go into me and, yes, it does fuel me personally, but where I'm really going to see the payoff and where I have seen the payoff and where the business has seen the payoff is in investing that time and energy and that resource into professionally developing my team. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, developing them as individuals and also developing them together as a team and as a group. Mm. And it can be tricky, can't it, because of the nature of teams in dance studios. Um, my team only get together once a quarter, like the entire team, because, of course, they are all teaching at different times. I've got somebody, you know, who runs the operation, Kerry, my principal, and um, Susie, who runs my welcome desk. So, yes, they're there more consistently, but the others don't get to see each other. And so this idea of are we a team, you know, or are we all individuals? And I think because of that, it's even more important to make coming together a priority Um, I have always done it from day one to the point that when I first had um, a team member, you know, it was just them and me. Uh, And I was like, well, we need to catch up at least once a quarter, you know, look at upskilling in some area. It might have been that I'd read a book, a bit like you, and I'd said, you know, I want you to read this and then let's have a chat about it. So, you know, right from the beginning, I've made it part of our culture that Mm -hmm. we we're here to not only learn new things, but to really um, think of ourselves as a team. And just because you might not see Miss um, Tina, who is on contemporary on Wednesdays, because you're teaching hip hop on Fridays, doesn't mean that Tina's not in your team. She is. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is so much value in, in that coming together in real life. um, You know, um, sitting opposite each other, you know, the power of a circle, sitting in a circle and and really nutting some things out. That has been something that I, I just do not compromise on. It, it is part of our culture. Every quarter we meet as a team, not for the whole day. You know, we have, we have professional development the whole day, but people come in and out for different uh, segments 
on the agenda, but there is always a period of a couple of hours at least where we're together and really talking about the business and how we can all do better as a team and as individuals. Yeah, and I love that. I love that it's been something that's been part of your culture from the very beginning. I when I started my studio, I had I hired some very experienced teachers who had been teaching. Um, some of them had taught me and some of them were teaching in other, you know, in school environments or in other um, studios. And coming together to get, you know, to create that team was a real, like people were really off it, <laughs> can I say, in the beginning. They're like, no, like I only want to come to the studio if I'm teaching. Like I don't want to come and hang out with you lot. <laughs> If I don't have to. Nice. And so I start, I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. not that they were saying that, but no, you know, no. there was this vibe of, do I, is this necessary? Yeah, is this and, compulsory? <laughs> yeah. Am I getting paid for this? Yeah. And we'll so talk my, about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my, you know, I started with 15 minutes. So I, I don't need you to come on a separate day. I just need you to come 15 minutes before you start teaching. And we're all going to sit together for 15 minutes. And of course that 15 minutes was never enough. So we ended up having to come 30 minutes before. And then we now come once a fortnight for an hour. Hmm. And everybody knows, you know, whether you're teaching that day or you're not teaching that day, that is the time that we come together that is, that is consistent. And it's now part of our culture and it's now obviously something that we do. And I don't get as many questions about, you know, whether or not I need to be there. Mm. But I think, you know, it's easy to overlook it and it's easy to say, well, you know, I'll just catch up with that person individually and then I'll go over and do this and, and you know, I can help them on their progressions, you know, another time. And because you do see the gaps with the people that you're working with and, and what needs filling, but often it, it goes in the too hard basket if you don't have that consistent time to come together and, and to work together and to spend spend that time bonding. Mm. I have a great team and we have a lot of fun when we get mm. together. Mm. And I I feel like I'm very blessed for that because I, I know that some, well, there has been times in my business where the staff meeting has, where I've cried after every staff meeting. Yeah. Like there, was a, there was a period of time there where it just, it was not, it was not. It's a hard. Time. Yeah. And look. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 I think we've all we've all had that experience because you know um, we are growing as leaders as well. Um, this is almost the leadership aspect of this, which you know, if I can <laughs> swing leadership into any conversation, I will. But it's almost like the 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 gift with purchase. You know, it's, we, we didn't really want that part. We wanted to own a studio. We It mm-hmm. grew, you know, we were teaching, it grew, and then we're accidental leaders. Here we are managing a team. And so there is a lot of, you mentioned flirting, you know, failure and learning. There is a lot. And we just need to give ourselves some grace about that and go that that was part of our the time where we were still learning to lead our team and and um, that's fine. You know, it's fine. And I can I can relate to that so well. But what about... I used you- to have meetings with my business mentor. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jane. I was going to say, I used to have meetings with my business mentor that were, were not on purposely booked for after a staff meeting, but it would always happen just happen that what those emotional staff meetings, those big, huffy, puffy, people are upset staff meetings that happened, I would always have a at the session with my mentor afterwards and I would turn up in tears. Can you oh. imagine? Like for her sitting there going, oh, here she comes. Oh, God, here she comes. Dancer. Yeah. <laughs> She's crying again. Cancel and, the uh, coffee. Yeah. Get a cosmopolitan. It <laughs> <laughs> was a time of learning and, and we reflect on like my mentor and I reflect on that now in terms mm. of how far I've come 
um, as a leader, exactly mm. what you said. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a great time, but it was a time of lots of learning. Yeah, yeah. And now, and now I feel like I used, you know, the memories of those challenges and how I came to solutions and and made those times work to be able to, you know, invest back into my team because now we don't have to spend the time doing you know, having the conversations that were prickly before. We've we've yeah. done all that work on values. We've done all that work on on culture. We now have a really cohesive, fun, incredible team. And so now we get to spend the time doing professional development that is really rewarding. Mm. And that's that's only been because I've been persistent mm. in making making that investment in that time and, and resource, you know, something that's been consistent that's throughout right. the years. Yes. So you've been committed to it, you know, you've made it a priority. And and I think that's what I really want to urge people to do. Um, But I want to just loop back. I wrote down that, uh, you know, at the beginning you had a couple of people that didn't want to do it, you know. And I think if we can just kind of riff on that for a bit because I think some studio owners would be like, yep, good, good Jane, good Stace, all well and good, but they're right there. I've got some people that are like, well, why do I have to do it? So how do we, how do we, or how did you get those people on side? What what's the answer? If if you don't have a culture already of professional development where this is accepted, this is what we do, and this is why, how do you mm-hmm. how do you start? So starting with small increments is often really helpful. And then when you want to, when you get to the point where you want to tackle something that's a bit bigger and get them on board for say a session that's going to go for three hours, then Outlook and food are the yes. two most important things. <laughs> I was you hoping you'd say food. <laughs> yeah. Because I've done I've done professional development on a boat. I've done professional development, you know, away at a hut in the woods. I've done it by the beach. I've done it here at my house. I've done it at the studio. We go like yeah. we we'll travel, but yeah. there's always good food. Yeah. And that you know, having a lunch or putting a lunch on that's going to start at 11 and go till two, um, where you do tackle, you know, the professional development that you want to tackle. That's how I started. I never said, you're all coming to my house for a very serious planning meeting. No, we're having lunch. This time and that, yeah, we're just getting together for a lunch. And yes, it is compulsory and everyone needs to be there because you're an important part of my team and it won't be the same without you. And I value your input. And it's also about knowing your team, right? Jane, you have to, you know, there are some people you can just say to them, we're meeting on Tuesday at two o'clock, be there. And they'll go, okay. Yeah. And there are other people you have to go to before you go to the rest of the group and you say, now I'm thinking about having this get mm. together. What do you think? Do you think mm. we could do it? Do you think it's something we could do on Tuesday? Do you think what it's are you for it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it has to go. Yeah. But I was laughing when, about the food. I just want to, I was laughing about the food because it completely is the answer. So 20 years yeah. ago when I was in corporate, we had a training room downstairs and um, it was an insurance company. So just think about how fun the training sessions <laughs> in that. <laughs> um, anyway, it, there was this joke that like if you were called off the floor, I mean, it was kind of good because you were called off out of operations for the day. So you'd be like, I can just sit back and relax. But they always, you always had like the canteen area there, did these sandwiches that were famous. Everybody was like, oh, have you got training on Tuesday? Oh, have a great lunch, right? So sandwiches (laughs) and fruit platter, we lived for it. It it actually is that easy. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. And don't think you have to do it yourself like that. 
it's part of the investment. Yeah. You're not just investing the time and paying your team to be there and, you know, wanting them to, to, to have buy-in, but cater the lunch or go to the venue mm. or book the boat or mm. whatever, whatever it takes, depending on, you know, what you want to tackle on that day and how much you want to get done and, and how serious you are about it. You know, but hiring the boat shows the team this is a big deal. Yes. This is important. Yes. And, you know, if there's a cheesecake there, they're going to yes. know that you mean business. So <laughs> plan plan accordingly, but start small. Start, as I said, like yeah. we started with 15 minutes yeah. and that, that grew to a planning day that was three hours. And now we go away for three days. Now mm. I have my team for three days every year. Yeah. And so it's it's grown substantially. It is um, an investment too. I mean, Brian and I were looking at our budget recently and, you know, professional development, it's up there with marketing and um, um, things yeah. like that. You know, I've got wages are always going to be our biggest expense in small business, but wages and rent and marketing and professional development um, because these are, you know, I, I said before, these are the people in the front line. These are who are representing our business and if they're not well-trained, um, and they're not feeling engaged because it's not just the skills, it's also engagement levels that rise when they're they're part of these kind of training sessions, then really, um, you know, we are doing ourselves a big disservice. And lots of the time people say, um, well, you know, what if I spend all of that time and all of that money on upskilling that person and then they leave. And there's a famous quote, I can't remember who it is, but it wasn't me, um, but we can pretend it was if you like, and you've probably heard it. It says, what if I spend time, you know, a whole lot of time and money developing my stuff and then they leave? And they go, yes, but what if you don't and they stay? Hmm? Oh, I like, I haven't heard that. Haven't you? I love it. I, I love it. I what feel if you like, don't and then they stay. Yes, I feel like it no, might be no, Jim no. Collins. It might be Jim Collins or one of those big heroes <laughs> in my world. One of those yes. gods. Yeah, it was, yeah, or Maxwell, you know, one of the gods. I was going to say, yeah. Sounds we like. Often quite, both like to quote John Maxwell. Yes. Um, I love that. Because what if they stay? And what then, if they and stay? Not only, not and only shit. do you have, yeah, years and years of, you know, of not the best work that can possibly be. And we none of us start our business because we want to have a mediocre studio. Oh, my God. That's that's not the thing. We want to be make it as good as we can make it. And so investing in your team is a really is a really easy way, not that it's easy, but it's, a, it's much easier than trying to, you know, mop up the damage afterwards, but it's a really easy way to get ahead mm. and to see significant change. In your business and some significant growth in your business by just changing one thing, mm. and the flow-on effect is is amazing. So not only are your customers going to be happy because of the service that they're receiving, whether you know you've upskilled somebody in customer service or you've sent a teacher off to do um, additional training, uh, you know, but the the people themselves, your team members themselves. So as employers, we have responsibilities, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not just providing a job, like it's not that simple. Um, we need, lots of us found that we need some kind of relationship with our work. We found that during COVID, we're like, oh, actually, I miss my colleagues. How weird. Yeah. Wasn't sure that, you know, like, oh, we we need that kind of connection. And we also need to be 
given the opportunity to improve. And so I find that training really ticks so many boxes. That's why it is non-negotiable for me because, yes, my team are upskilling and my service levels increase, therefore my reputation is better and repeat mm-hmm. business, you know, all of that makes sense. But also I am committed to the people in my organisation who I lead. I want them to be the best versions of themselves and so I need to put my money where my mouth is, so to speak, and give them that opportunity. They need that in their workplace. They need to know what's expected of them. That's my job. But they also yeah. need to know how that they can they can do better. Sometimes that's my job. Sometimes I outsource it to experts. I mean, you've trained my team. I've trained your team. Um, I've sent them to, to other different things. I've sent my manager off to some leadership programs. Again, I mean, I could I could have done done the leadership program for her, but I think there's value in her being sent somewhere else with another yes. group of leaders, you know. Yes, 100%. Um, just, just hearing from somebody else, not always the same voice, kind of like at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, when that guest teacher comes in and tells the kids oh. to stretch their back leg in the arabesque and then they do it and you go, oh, I've only been saying that. For 10 years. And then they come and tell you and they're like, Miss Miss Jane was here and she said, I should put my shoulders down in my arabesque. And you're like, yes, great, she must be it. She must be so smart. (laughs) Um, The other thing, sorry, I'm going to cut you off this time. The other thing um, I just thought of then because we were talking about teachers is um, I don't know about you, but I don't love feeling um, like a learner. Like I love learning, love it, love it, love learning new things. It's it's one of my strengths. I love information. Give it to me. But I don't particularly enjoy feeling incompetent. That mm-hmm. that you know, like oh, I actually don't know what I'm talking about here. So I mm. keep learning and I get over that. Now for teachers, that is a wonderful, wonderful place to visit because we forget. We, mm. I've been teaching ballet for 25 years. I couldn't even do a plie badly. Like I would have to think so hard about how to do it incorrectly, right? Mm. And so I've forgotten what it, it feels like to learn that for the first time or for my students going up on point the first time or whatever it is that they're stepping into this new area where actually they feel incompetent. For us as educators, we need to, to remember that feeling. Um, We need to remember how vulnerable it can feel to not know the answer sometimes and not to be a Um, know-it-all. I I feel like that's just a little side rant from me, but just worth mentioning. (laughs) Yes. And I hadn't thought about it that way, Jane, but it's so valuable to to have a moment where you go through that discomfort because so much of our adult life is curated to avoid any discomfort. Mm. whatsoever we get to choose what we do and how we do it and so those moments are few and far between but for our kids who are learning their bodies are changing Mm. you know their their relationships are changing you know they're friends with people one week and then they're not friends the next week and all of that is going on for them I think sometimes yeah in the classroom we can forget that so putting ourselves in a position Mm. where we are learning and we can be vulnerable and Mm. we get a sense of that feeling putting ourselves in our students' shoes, I think is really, really important. And and even like sitting in a round, you know, we we have a lot of roundtable discussions in my organisation where I really open things up 
to, to my teaching team and ask them to contribute. And you can see some of them are more comfortable with that than others because, of course, some are more extroverted and some are more introverted. And um, sometimes, and, and I mean, this is a safe space. This is a safe workplace where all ideas are valued, but still some adults in my team are like, oh, I can, I can hear it. They're hesitant to put forward this idea for fear of being judged and things like that. And um, I'm so proud of them when they do kind of put up their hand. And I think that's good as well, like when we feel that, you know, when I go to a different yeah. organisation and I feel that because sometimes if we're sitting in our studio and we're asking somebody a question, you're like, well, come on, you should all know this. Come on, why don't you know what the answer to... Well, you know, what Grand Batamon needs because they're sitting there doing all of the same things we do as adults, yeah. throwing, yeah. oh, I think it is, but I don't want to be wrong and actually I'm a bit introverted so I'm just going to let the extroverted person do it all the time. So just kind of putting ourselves back in that space is is so valuable. Yeah, 100%. And so what do you do, Jane, can I ask for your teams because we, you know, I've already said we take, we go away now for three days. We do a big staff retreat. We you know, get lots of great food and lots of alcohol. <laughs> All that <laughs> lots food. Of, yeah. Um, and we have a, you know, we make make a couple of days of it. We also have planning meetings that are just longer versions of of the, uh, the normal fortnightly staff meeting that we have where we actually plan what's coming up in the future and hmm. maybe we plan next year's schedule and what's going on and what great events we're going to do. What do you do with your team in terms of um, – we talked about consistency being important. So what does that look like in your organisation? Um, there's a couple of different facets to this for my business because I have a leadership team as well as my um, teaching team. And so there is professional development for my teaching team quarterly and that's very much where we work on the business as well as in the business. So on the business, we might be doing a session on how we work as a team or, you know, what makes, um, what, what, are the, what are the characteristics of a good team? Or we might just do some learning about ourselves where we all learn what personality type we are and how that might show up uh, and how that might affect us as a team. We might discover that 50% of us are extroverts and 50% are introverts. So we're working on how that dynamic shows up. So that's where we're working on. And then with the teachers, we're constantly working on skills as well. So going over, you know, different syllabus, how we might teach it. We often have hot seats where we can bring to the table, you know, well, this is a situation I'm in. This is the what's happening with this child or um whatever whatever the situation is and that way the teachers can put forward different ideas and that that's been really handy they they mm, often will do that. that yeah often will do that in small groups so it's not as intimidating um and we will create the group so we've got people of different experience levels so we might have four groups and each of them have you know a very experienced teacher a newer teacher and some in between um, mm. and they can just have those conversations and then on the leadership side it's the same kind of thing. We're working on the business uh, we're, and on ourselves. So we're talking, you know, we're, we do that six weekly where I will find something kind of looping right back to what you said at the beginning. You know, I might have been somewhere, been to a conference um, or done a workshop and I bring back the information 
like a little mama bird, bring back the information <laughs> and um, kind of summarise it, give some key ideas, and we have some robust discussions about that. Or we've watched some webinars together as well, so that's been good. And then we that's key, in, isn't it? That yeah. that discussion, discussion and that robust discussion that yeah. happens around it. Because in the beginning, when I was talking about, it, I'd come home with this information, I'd just like spit it out at people and be like, "Go do that." Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> Whereas I think now having that discussion you know, sharing that information and then how does this work in our studio and being able to talk and throw around ideas, that hmm. that is some gold. That right is there. the gold. Yes, because people want they have an opinion and they want to share it and so they should. And it's actually makes for a really richer discussion. Um if perhaps people's opinions might not be exactly the same. I always, I love that, you know, when I hear somebody that feels safe enough to say, well, actually, I disagree with that. And I'll be like, yes. <laughs> and I'll go, oh, excellent. Well, tell me why. Let's hear about that. And then let's really flesh this out. And so we can make, you know, our own opinion on, on whatever it is we're talking about. And I think um, that's really important. And then with that team, we we often do that. The planning that's the in you know we're 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 looking at what's coming up we're scheduling you know we've got planners and markers and all of that kind of stuff um but the at the end of the day you know we we've got these great ideas and all of that kind of stuff but some of the best ideas have come from my team and we just yeah. have to give them the opportunity to to share that yeah. but also um we, we will often laugh because we will have a session on one topic, but it might morph into something else. And you go, oh, we would never have got to that discussion if yeah. we started here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it's about just giving your team the opportunity to come together for yeah. those moments of gold to happen mm. and making making it something that you do consistently. I think that's and the thing. Make yeah. it part of your culture, you know, um, culture, culture, culture. Um, <laughs> Always comes back. But no, I think I do think that's really important. That's just how we do things here. We're learners. We want to be better. We want to have opportunities to discuss things. Um, and and because of that, you know, that's like I said right back at the beginning, that I attribute a lot of my business success. I can have systems and processes and great marketing, but if right there where the rubber hits the road, people are flapping around and not knowing what to do or not feeling valued or not feeling listened to or not feeling enriched with new information, then there is no point. Mm -hmm. Beautifully said. I'm so excited, Stacey. I love talking (laughs) to you. <laughs> you know, and about our favorite topic, professional I know. development. <laughs> Thank you for listening. That's why we're friends, right? <laughs> we 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 bonded over a mutual um, love of professional development and a, a mutual um, spending of yes. <laughs> our money on professional development. Yes, our husbands have a support network. Like no more conferences with your yes. friend Stacy, <laughs> right? Uh-uh. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to our eight-hour podcast on professional mm. development. I hope yeah. that, that was very useful. <laughs> I could go on, but we won't. Thank you, Miss Stacy. It's always a joy. And I, I would love to mix up a cosmopolitan for you, but we will have to put that on ice. See what I did there? That was fun, wasn't it? Nice. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> we will do that another time. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for having me, Miss Jane. See you. (laughs) 
promise we weren't actually at the bar drinking during that recording, but you might be forgiven for thinking we were. I'm guessing by now you've caught on to the fact that professional development gets Stacey and me pretty fired up. We're so thrilled to be partnering together again for our Simply Studio Success Professional Development for Dance Studio Teams Day on January the 21st, 2022. I bet you've got questions. So head on over to www.simplystacymorgan.com.au and check us out there. And if you still want to know more, send me a message via my Insta page at Dance Studio Success. Thanks for joining me at The Bar. To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at The Bar. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 